When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's go. We on the road. The next stop, the Super Bowl. Hell yeah, you know we on. We built to do this all night long. Who that? Who that say they gon' beat them Saints? They a lie. They can try, but in the don't we know they ain't. Let's go. We on the road. The next stop, the Super Bowl. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Who that? And welcome back to Canal Street Chronicles podcast. I'm your host, as always, Brendan Ertle. Uh, today, we got the whole gang back. We got Chris, we got Nate. We're going to be talking about the first seven days of training camp and, you know, all of the storylines and the big things that have came throughout these past couple of days. Um, there's been some big things. There's been some little things, but we're going to cover the big things today. You know, there's obviously some really big things. And the first big thing I'll kick, kick us off with is probably the main headline of training camp and pretty much this whole process uh mt back first day of practice uh he was huge was on pup uh obviously he said he was confident that he could pass his test in the morning he did um and now we're seven days we're seven practices in and he's doing his first seven on seven he's doing like competitive drills um so slowly getting him integrated and i mean honestly there's no rush i'm sure if there was a game tomorrow that you know he would try and play in it but uh you know how big is having you know the goat can't guard Mike back man it's huge I, I think we all say that I think that's the only answer you know we saw the effects of it last year uh, and I think we as Saints fans probably saw it a little bit better than most teams did because you still have fans from other sides running around and talking about Jameis Winston not being a premier quarterback whereas last year with the receiving staff that he was working with it's night and day compared to what he's going to be working with this year you know it's MT it's Chris Olave it's bringing in Landry you know it all three of those guys are wide receiver ones, in my opinion, on last year's team, you know, and now you've got all three of them working on the same roster. Uh, not to mention, you know, some experience moving a tight end with Taysom Hill moving over there. Apparently he's had a good camp, you know, but I mean, we all look at MT. That's the feature. He's back. It's huge. If he stays healthy, I mean, it changes their entire game plan, you know, and we saw that last year. They won with that game plan pretty regularly, but imagine now you're adding one of the top receivers in the NFL back to it. It can't be measured. It can't. Yeah, man. Um, you know, I agree with a lot when they said, you know, you look at those two positions, you know, you were, you know, you could argue that at those spots outside of what quarterback was after Jameis went out, 
you know, you could argue that those were the two areas where, um, you know, you had just the biggest holes when it came to consistency, right? Uh, think about the amount of kickers that were in and out. Think about, you know, the, well, the, you know, the kickers that left points on the board. Think about the wide receivers that were in and out and the, you know, the guys you were hoping can make contributions. You know, one week Callaway plays well, then, you know, then he doesn't show up the next. And, you know, Hardy starts to play well and then he gets hurt. And, you know, Traquan turns it on towards the end, but he has his moments. I mean, the list went on and on. I mean, you, you, you have games where, you know, you're depending on Kevin White to no disrespect, you know, to make, <laughs> make the point is that you were, and not to, not to throw dirt on Kevin White. No, there's disrespect. <laughs> the, the point is, the point is, is that you were, there were so many times last, last season where, um, you know, you didn't know who to count on consistently at, at that position. Well, and you're talking about Mr. Consistent uh, with Mike Thomas, even if he's only 80% of what he used to be, you know, 90 or if he's a hundred percent, it's just more so than, than anything, even if all those guys aren't available consistently, you know, if it's two out of the three, or even if it's just Mike, like it's something that Jameis can count on. And from the kicker position, it's something that we can count on something that special teams can count on with those two guys back because we've seen them be beyond elite. Um, when they've been able to be, you know, to play and healthy. Yeah, I, I think, I truly believe the Saints will go as far as MT and Jameis will take them. And when we, we say Super Bowl, seems a little like a little hot take right now, but it, it's true with this defense, with this, you know, formidable wide receiver core and good offense now. I mean, it's, it is in the realm of possibilities. Um, and, you know, the way Jameis has been looking, I mean, he improved based off of last year in those five games, throwing a freaking Chris Hogan and a lacrosse player in, against one of the best teams in the NFL week one in Green Bay. Um, I mean, it's he he's shown me that he can do it, and it's, it's going to come up to, you know, now he has the weapons. Um, he obviously has built a good relationship with Chris Olave so far, and, you know, MT and Jarvis are two guys that you can rely on in the short game, and that's kind of the big question is that short game offense and what, you know, how, how can he be in that? Because we didn't really see that last year, honestly. We didn't see a lot of short game for uh, for Jameis. Uh, but also a guy having a great camp is Adam Troutman, and it's 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 really good to hear that name. And I just was listening, you know, whatever Nick says you listen to, and he says, like, MVP of the camp so far offensively is Adam Troutman. He's had seven or eight catches, tons of yards, and, I mean, that's just a good thing to see because that draft class has been so rough. And, you know, you want to see good things from them uh, and, you know, obviously can't really grade how Cesar Ruiz and those guys are doing. But, you know, even Zach Bond's making plays. So good things so far all around for them, honestly. And, you know, you want to keep seeing improvement. Um, I'm looking here. Uh, obviously, we have to talk about it. Trevor Penning, he's kind of the, the name of the day. You know, uh, Nate and I were talking about a second ago. He's not he's not like Ryan Jensen. He's not a total asshole, you know, but he is those guys that will play from from the snap and a, to the whistle and a little bit further. So, you know, uh, he's trying to prove a point. And so far, he hasn't, uh, according to Nick, he hasn't been playing a ton on the first team. Like, he's been splitting reps a little bit. Um, but that's why he's going to have to earn. And it sounds like it's not really a fight against James Hurst. It's more of a fight against time. So, um, I mean, that's huge for him, honestly. And if they could get him up to speed, and that's kind of the big question mark for for me right now is, you know, you have MT Jarvis and Olave. 
Jameis will figure it out. I mean, he's not going to struggle that much with this core. Uh, and I think the big question mark is offensive line. And they have decent depth at it now, but I, I like what I'm seeing so far from that group. And I'll, I'll pass it off to you guys, but it's going to be weird when I say this, but the thing I'm looking f- the thing I'm most excited about Jameis about uh, during training camp is that he's throwing interceptions. It's going to sound weird, but last year, you know, it was super conservative, didn't take any risk. Uh, it seemed like at times it was just a baby offense and there wasn't many things he could do. This year he's taking risks. He's throwing passes that he probably wouldn't have thrown last year. You know, there's no Sean Payton. There's no Drew Brees. So I'm liking that he's kind of, he's taking more risks because, you know, these guys uh, that he's going to be throwing to can make these catches. And, you know, the interceptions he has had, not the best throws and you know it's, it's a big focus thing at times but i'm glad that he's just taking chances and you know it's gonna it's gonna ride on how good Jameis is but it yeah i'll pass it to you guys about Jameis. yeah man a lot of it is uh when you step up from the game management quarterback to the clear number one quarterback you know that has the trust of this new not new but newly in place coaching staff a little bit different setup little different organization now that that hallmark of Sean Payton is gone. The hallmark of Drew Brees has been gone for two years now. It, it, it changes things. And I think as a result, he knows he has to kind of change as well. Uh, and he's not a game management quarterback. We know Jameis. We know what he can do. Uh, we've seen it already in training camp too, with the successful, you know, 60 yard touchdown passes to these guys that he's hitting. Uh, it's good to see him, you know, be comfortable uh, and know, you know, it's his team now. And uh, to, he's the Demario Davis leadership type on that offense. And that's what they need. You know, uh, there's been some turnover, but not enough to, I think, slow this offense down, you know, supremely. So. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, I, I, I think that, and, you know, Brendan made a, made a really good point about, um, you know, you, you're happy that Jameis is out um, throwing, throwing interceptions whether it be knocking off the rust or whether it just be, you know, just being more free, knowing, okay, this is my team. I don't have to watch my back consistently. The weapons are available. So my job is already going to be easier. Um, you know, and in the meantime, you know, you know, he, you know, he can work on, uh, you know, some of the other things we talked about the short game and some, you know, the, um, you know, finding trust in his, you know, in his legs and in that, and in that knee, uh, all those things I think matter. And, you know, his, his, his offensive line, uh, being being one and being healthy, whether or not guys are getting kicked out of practice or not, <laughs> that play a role into that, man. But I mean, again, I, I you know I think that you know it's good that you're hearing some of the things that whether people are overreacting to them or not. Um, and you know we talk a lot about Ruiz, but it hasn't been talked about enough how um, positive his camp has been so far. I mean, you know you hope that that continue, and you know maybe a guy like I don't know Jari Evans being you know, a part of the, you know, um, coaching staff as a tryout, you know, plays a, plays a role, one of the best offensive linemen in franchise history. And, uh, you know, a guy who definitely, you know, deserves a Hall of Fame jacket. So, um, yeah, man, I mean, I, I, I love the things that I've heard about, uh, about the guys that are going to protect Jameis and, you know, Jameis himself. Yeah, I, I mean, I absolutely agree. I think Jari and Zach Schieffer hope those guys are out a ton. Um, I'll end this off on this because I got a bail. Like, shout out uh, Matt Migas going on the radio. Um, so tune into that. Good dude. I'll end it off with this. 
because this is the biggest storyline probably of the day in the past couple of days. Tyron Matthew back at practice, obviously a personal matter with family. Uh, doesn't really matter what he was missing for. It was excused. They knew, and it's all good now because he's back. We haven't been able to talk about it. What do you guys think of, you know, the Honey Badger in New Orleans? Almost a weird feeling. You know, it's something that we've been looking to happen for so long, you know, and it's had such a roller coaster with him saying he can't come back to the city, you know it's been a roller coaster, but it's so satisfying to see him hit the field. And, you know, there's a lot of hope that he's going to really fill in, you know, for the missing pieces from last year's team. And uh, that defense is going to be nasty. You know, Paulson is having a good off season. Sean's having a good one. It's, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch that secondary work. And of course, uh, Chauncey, it's going to be an interesting story going forward too, with that contract. So we'll Mm -hmm. see. I'm just happy he's back, man. You know, I, I hope he's in good spirits. I hope the family situation is either a taken care of or on his way. Um, and you know, I, you know, for from a football perspective, a lot of those things will work out themselves. Uh, there may be, you know, some safety uh, work to be done. Oh, well, no, there, there's no maybe. It definitely will be. You know, Marcus May has a has an mm-hmm. upcoming upcoming situation that will probably lead to him being being suspended a couple games. Um, and I mean, look, all these guys you know, have to find a way to play with each other. Um, I mean, outside, I, I, I think of Matthew and Sorensen, who spent some time in Kansas City. You know, I mean, there, a, a lot of these guys that are that are playing together will have to um, get used to the same style of, you know, playing and getting used to a lot of different individuals. And having him back, you know, with so much time left, even if it's not, you know, even if it's what less than a, what, a little bit over a month left, um, you know, the quicker that you can have him back, the better. Those guys, you know, if you can help them gel and get some of those mistakes out, similar to what Brendan was saying about Jameis earlier, the better. But I'm not worried about, you know, uh, the Honey Badger playing football. I am just hoping that he's in good spirits and his family situation is trending upwards and, you know, gets better. Yeah, I'm, I'm not worried about six days of practice. I mean, Tyron can miss a month and be fine. It's all about the communication and the chemistry that they have in that room. Uh, obviously, quick episode, got a bail. Uh, but, you know, I'm back from vacation. I'm back. So we'll be covering, you know, the Saints training camp a lot more frequently. And, you know, we got preseason coming up, too. So that'll be exciting. But, yeah, quick episode. And uh, we're back. I'm happy about it. Got the whole squad here, too. Um, as usual, appreciate you guys' support for the show. And we will see you guys next episode. Who dat? Peace out, y'all. Let's go. We on the road. The next stop, the Super Bowl. Hell yeah, you know we on. We built to do this all night long. Who that? Who that say they gon' beat them Saints? They a lie. They can try, but in the don't we know that?